0: Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, world record holder, national champion in the 50 backstroke, in the 100 backstroke. He's headed to world championships in Budapest this summer. We are joined by Hunter Armstrong, or as Zoom might tell us, Jake Armstrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my computer has given me some problems, so I uh, took my brother's.
0: I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Um, Let's talk about those national championships. So let's, let's start there. Um, You know, 50 back world record holder. How has that sat with you for the last few weeks?
1: Yeah, it's still weird to hear. My teammates were giving me some shade earlier um, because I'm still doing freestyle and practice and they're like, aren't you the world record holder? And I'm like, "Uh, I guess so. Like it doesn't, I don't, consider myself that it just hasn't like set in yeah absolutely
0: i mean you're you're still on the team for the four by one free relay right
1: Oh, i was so happy to make that one (laughs)
0: uh i mean that that was a big deal um how how is trials as a whole set with you i mean obviously if you're listening out there you know uh, hunter you were fourth in the 100 free so you made the world champs team on that first day in that relay and obviously you went on to win the 50 back, win the 100 back. Um, as a whole, how is that meet set with you for the last two weeks?
1: I, I could not be more happy with that meet, um, especially with um, how much pressure I felt. I didn't have a good NCAAs and was afraid of missing taper. Because um, when Worlds was canceled, I had intended on not going all in to big tens. Um, So then I like started the taper and then worlds came back on and it was too late to bail. So I'm like, all right, guess we're pulling a triple. Um, (laughs) But I was just so terrified of going to trials and letting everybody be right about me not being able to back it up and that making the Olympics was a mistake. And after I made the hundred free, I'm like, it's over. I can, I made it. I proved to myself. i proved to others. Now I'm still expected to make the backstrokes, but at least I would have made it.
0: Absolutely. Um, so that's an, that's a really interesting point. I, I would love to kind of dissect that. So world champs are canceled. You're like, okay, I'm going all in for Big Tens. World champs get uncanceled. You're like, well, too late now. I'm going all in for Big Tens. Um, and you had a you had a brilliant Big Ten championships on paper, at least. Can you take me through those championships for you and how you felt you performed?
1: Oh man, that was a while ago. Um, you know, it was probably the closest that I've felt with my team in so long. Um it was just so much fun to do that with those guys. Now we are, we are facing some troubles. Um, Ruslan, Sam Hudson, three key like relay and individual performers were all like puking. And there was a bug going around the team. I was fortunate enough to not get that, but um, it definitely hindered the performance a bit. And, but that's why the sweep in the hundred free meant that much more because those other two guys were not at hundred percent, but no, I think first race, I could be wrong was 50 free where I finally got sub 19. I was so happy for that. Um, the hundred free, that was almost a second drop. Um, kind of learned how to take it out on that first 50, um, pushing a little harder than I typically do. A hundred back, I I honestly would not say is an upset. Um, Obviously, Brendan Burns got the best of me. His underwaters are just godly. I I can't compete with that. But, I mean, last year, um, leading off the 4x1 medley at, um, sorry, two years ago, my first year in the Big Ten, um, was my first time sub-45, and that was everything, like, not only the time, but I gave everything I had on that race. And then the next time I swim it tapered as a 44.3, I'm like, what? okay, <laughs> let's do it. I mean, I still didn't use any underwaters on that. Like, I don't know if you've watched that race. I would hope you haven't. Um, <laughs> it was ugly. But my last, my 75, wall, I came up with the flags it it hurt <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so
0: that that uh, that leads to another great point we'll just keep keep going down these side tributaries um you know you were you 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 were only at ohio state officially for two years you you uh followed your brother jake your older brother jake to west virginia for a year and then you transferred to ohio state which was closer to home and we can get into some details about that in a bit but you know you were there for two years um turns have been a big part of your swimming narrative. Um, You know, heading into these 2022 uh, Big Ten champs, do you feel like your turns or your walls had improved?
1: (laughs) They got a lot better. Um, So my two biggest weaknesses are kicking and underwaters. So obviously with underwaters is kicking, but flutter kick, I am terrible at it. Um, I will never forget. I was at West Virginia. And we were tapering for big 12s we were doing a hundred kick for time. I convinced Rick to let me go on my back and I broke a minute for the first time. I kicked out the 15 on every single wall (laughs) to finally break a minute. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And now I, I couldn't quote it, but I'm pretty sure the UVA girls all did substantially better than me on that. <laughs> um, I, do,
0: I do have the proof to, to back that one up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it. I'm just not a, I'm an upper body driven swimmer, but you know, that's one thing when I got here, they're like, wow, you are terrible at that. So now we do these long aerobic kick sets in long course, and I hate them, but Matt forces me to do it. And we do underwaters pretty much eh, three times a week, but um, anytime I do backstroke in any practice, they make me do nine kicks off the wall just to get better. And I'm sure to people out there, nine kicks seems like nothing, but to me, that hurts a lot.
0: I, to me, nine kicks seems substantial. I mean, for any swimmer, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm currently, I'm at Loughborough university where Matt bow uh, uh, that's his alma mater, <laughs> but you know, it's where Louise Hansen trains. And I think she was doing, you know, 10 kicks off the wall for, you know, 50s fast. And, you know, it's like, that i nine seems pretty good um so do you do you know in the fifty back and the hundred back of trials are you taking nine kicks off every wall
1: um I think I take nine off the start mm-hmm. and um for the fifty that's all there is sure, yeah um the hundred I think I go still nine and maybe like 11 off the second wall. Um, But I mean, they're not, they're not great kicks. I mean, Murph in that hundred back destroyed me. Like I was only a 10th behind him to feed. And then he had a little more than half a body length on me when we came up. Mm -hmm. So obviously races like that show me where I need to improve and keep working. But if that were a short course race, I wouldn't have made the final.
0: So, so in a race like that, you know, you say you take nine off the start and then 11 off the turn, you know, even though Murphy, who, as you said, is just a legend at underwaters, especially on his back, what do you, why take more than you did off the start um, at that turn? What do you feel like it adds for your race?
1: Um, I'm just trying to get as close to the 15 as I can. If I came up when it was comfortable, I'd probably take three to five. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I love freestyle so much. Nobody kicks out to the 15 on freestyle. Well, I can't say nobody, a vast majority don't kick out to the 15 on freestyle events. So it kind of puts me on a more equal playing ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) um so again as you said if it was a short course race you wouldn't have made the final um, so you have this great big tens the team chemistry was there even though the health of the team wasn't at um, <clears> 100 percent <throat> so then moving forward you know you now you have these two other means to focus on which is ncaa's and then world champ trials knowing that world championships is in june Um, so how did you balance that moving forward after you were like, well, I'm already tapering for big tens. I I went all in for big tens. What now?
1: Um, I mean, our initial plan was go like 50% into NCs and have a big focus on trials. Um, So I'd still, I'd be like starting my taper for NCs. Sorry, I'd be starting my taper for trials and be rested for NCs after Worlds was canceled. I'm like, you know what, let's just go all in and got nothing to lose. Because at this time, I was already kind of planning on not swimming again in the NCAA. Mm So I'm like, yeah, it's my last one. I want it to be great. NCAAs wasn't great, but Big Tens was very special to me. Um, but to answer your question, NCs was a different beast. I had hoped to do a lot better than I did. Um, I, I won't share the name of the athlete, but I can go into a little bit more detail. One of our athletes lost his dad the day before the meet started. Um, so not only was it tough for that athlete, but we're all so close that it it took a toll on all of us. And I I took a lot of, I, I wanted that meet to be something special not only because it was my last, but because that athlete ended up going home and I wanted to sort of I don't know the right words here, but there was um, we put his initials on our chest for a couple of swims. I wanted to honor his dad um, through my swims and I ended up doing really poorly. And that that was hard for me. Like, I want to do good, not just because I want to do good, but this athlete and his dad deserved it. And I wasn't able to perform and give him what he wanted.
0: Well, and you know, I feel like that brings up a, a good point potentially, right? Of of just because you don't swim the times you always want to swim or perform the way you want to perform, the, you know, there can be a million intentions behind that or a million things you can take from those swims. And, I, you know, obviously no one from the outside realized that. And it's like, that's a really... It's a really special thing when a team comes together like that around a, a big loss of that magnitude, and it seems like you guys did the best you could, right? Um, to to honor that person, which um, to me is, is pretty special. But that's that's a lot to go through on it, a second taper.
1: <laughs> an emotional roller coaster was that meet.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I can imagine, and especially. Like you said, you can you had already kind of made that decision, like this is gonna be my last NCAA's. And then you get hit with something like that. Um, like losing losing, you know, someone losing a parent. Um so
1: sheesh. Wow. Oh yeah, sorry, back to a more positive (laughs) note.
0: (laughs) So um, okay, so you had sat on this decision of I think I'm gonna go professional, I think I'm gonna um you know, decide to end my NCAA journey. When did that decision process start for you? And, and how did it start? You know, what came up for you that made you realize or made you decide, okay, I think I want to move away from the NCAA?
1: Um, a lot of it was coming back from the Olympics. Um, obviously, didn't have the, Olymp- oh, didn't have the Olympics that I wanted. Um, but I think it was the Olympics that I needed. Mm. um that was my first international meet ever um I mean to this day I still haven't been to our training center because <laughs> as soon as I make the junior team COVID hits and I never got to do anything mm. but um sorry I actually forgot your question I I had a, I, I knew where I was going with it yeah yeah Go, going pro right going pro. yes um Coming back from the Olympics, I was just emotionally drained. I felt like I had I'd let our country down. Obviously, I came home with the gold, but I don't really claim that gold. I I didn't earn it. That was that was Murph and the other three. Um, and you know we do have this backstroke legacy, and this was the first time that we didn't put two up, and. I sort of felt like I let down everybody. Like I I couldn't back it up. Cassis should have been at that meet because he probably could have at least made the final and contended. Um, But that's why it was so important for me to get back on this team for sort of a redemption arc. But um, coming back from the Olympics and school And not being happy in short course, all of it just kind of came together. Like, I was missing a lot of practices. I was um, skipping classes. I was, my grades were falling. And it was just really hard to continue to balance this life as I'm still seen. I'm treated as a professional athlete from the general public my coaches are still treating me like an NCAA athlete and then my teachers don't care at all that you're an athlete. So I have three people acting like that life is the only thing you have going on. And that was just too much for me. And I think straw that broke the camel's back was I'm not good at short course. It, it, it hurts my confidence to go into big tens and not even be able to win an event that you technically have a gold medal in. Like I know when I would, if I were to beat somebody, I'd be like, wow, I just beat an Olympian. Um, a lot of people don't understand that there's a big difference between short course and long course. And even though I understood that it was still hard to know that, Olympian is getting 13th at NCAAs. So it was, it was a combination of things, but just I'm ready to focus on playing to my strengths.
0: I love this. I mean, you (laughs) just, you just said so much. Um, The man, the dichotomy that you just described of I've got expectations of teachers in one boat, of coaches in another boat, of, of, of fans or of critics or of whoever in another. I mean, you nailed it. Uh, and that makes so much sense as to, as to what goes into a decision like that. Um, <clears throat> so, so kind of moving forward post-trials or post this, maybe more public announcement of, you know, you're done with the NCAA, you, you're you officially a professional now. Has, <laughs> how has that sat with you, right? Has that affected, has that changed your life in the last two weeks at all?
1: Um, kind of. So it's um, opened the door for a lot of sponsors, like I'm working on some brand deals right now. I have an agent. Um, so I'm sort of getting a taste of what comes with this professional life um but socially no nothing's changed at all my teammates still treat me the same as they did before um I mean it maybe it would be different if I was at home right now because my hometown is going crazy over all of this but I'm sort of isolated Matt Matt keeps me isolated so I don't over get overwhelmed and have the same thing happen that happened at the Olympics. Hmm. Um, but my, my teammates treat me the same. They're, they're constantly giving me, I can't say that word. Um, they're teasing and yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, so again, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, You know you're in an environment now that's supportive that's nurturing that's that's keeping your mental game strong and keeping you kind of move forward um do do you feel like when when you got to the olympics in tokyo you did get overwhelmed or or you weren't prepared in one way or another for that situation
1: um absolutely um the media was like i never dealt with that before i mean everybody wants your time, everybody. I mean, I had people texting and DMing and Hey, can we get an interview scheduled for here? And being me, I'm like, of course, I'd love to talk to you. Um, and it was, I had a lot in my head and a lot of expectations. So it was, I, I needed it. I needed the wake-up call of international and this professional life is not easy. And I still remember distinctly talking to Murph um, after the 50 back. We are in the ready room for the 100. I'm like, how do you do this? Like, how do you back that up? Um, and that was one of the sort of training situations that we had decided to go into at trials was learning how to back it up because after I made the team in the hundred back for the Olympics, um, I got like two hours of sleep and then went like 49, four, 49, three in the hundred free the next day. And then we pulled them out. Um, so with this trials, after I made the team, Matt made it a point to like, keep going, learn how to get your emotions really high and learn how to bring them back down. And obviously Murph, the world record holder, I'm like, how do you come back from that? Cause obviously I was on cloud nine with the 50 back and now I have to back it up. And mentally I was, kind of struggling with trials because I I'm learning how to do this. This is so new for me. Um, his advice was not super helpful. I love the guy to death, but you get used to it is not um, something that I was looking for in the moment. Yeah. But I, I guess maybe I'll get used to it one day, hopefully. <laughs> but Sorry, I took your, your question on a tangent. It was just, there's a lot of learning that has to be done. Um, I, I stepped into a new life, something I'm completely unfamiliar with, that these guys have been doing their whole lives. Um, and I jumped into the deep end with no training or anything. And now I'm learning to swim.
0: Yeah. Metaphorically and literally. Right.
1: Yeah. I think this is summer number four.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Right. So yeah, it's like, you know, people listening right now may not know that. uh, Yeah. This is, this is summer number four of swimming full time for you. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll never forget interviewing you at 2019 junior nationals. (laughs) It was your first summer swimming full, full time. And you won the, I think, 100 back and 100 free or 50 free, 100 free. Um, I
1: got all three. You, you got all three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a exactly. freestyler.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's So of that learning curve, right? What, what, what do you feel like you have gained? How do you feel like you have grown just in the pool, right? I mean, you mentioned your underwaters and kicks have gotten better, right? They've made strides, but especially in long course, you know, we've seen you made, make these huge strides. How do you, how do you get better at at that long course piece of swimming over by by staying consistent and by swimming these last four summers?
1: Um, So I'm naturally like floaty for lack of a better term. Um, I ride really well on the water and have a great feel for the water, I would like to think. But um, it it all comes down to the details that I need to work on. And obviously strength, um, looking at Murphy and Grievers and Cassis, all massive. And I still, I mean, I'm not getting any justice here on my skin tone because the light is making me even paler um but I, I need to build a frame so obviously with just strength and core and all that um that'll lead to steady improvements um one story i'm sure matt may have told you if you ever talked about our first meeting um it was was um, 2018 Junior Nationals in Palo Alto or? I think that was 19, right? All right. What well, was before? Irvine.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Irvine in 18.
1: So that's when he was still recruiting me. He had to teach me how to do an open turn because I, I was in the 100 fly at that, at that meet. And we were in the warm pool and he's like, you seriously don't know how to do this? nope um but when I got here he had to reteach me how to do streamline because apparently my streamline wasn't good I always thought was he still yells at me for it it's not it's not great um but I mean I think it was within like the first two months he was yelling at me for swimming with my head up on freestyle um Ed, I'm going to get a lot of crap for this. I know I am, but I must say it anyway. The T on the bottom of the pool. I did not know that that was telling you that the wall was there. I didn't either. Right?
0: I mean, (laughs) I thought it was
1: just like part of the design. Like, oh, wow. It's telling you that the wall's there. But I didn't know the athletes were using it.
0: Exactly. (laughs) <laughs>
1: right there with you, Hunter. <laughs> but he he gave me some crap for that. Um, There's just a lot of swimming that I have yet to learn about. I mean, obviously 2021 was my first trials because um, I didn't even know Olympic trials existed in 2016. So outside of just learning how to deal with it mentally, getting stronger, fixing details. I mean, there's just a lot of room for improvement, Um, which is exciting for me because I'm able to do what I can do and know that as long as I decide to continue to stay committed, that there is still more work to be done. I'll, I'll never be satisfied with what I have accomplished because I can always get faster. I can always fix something.
0: Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so that is a great segue into moving into world championships. Right. And what, what has, after this trials, you know, kind of, kind of a breakout trials, kind of a backing up trials from our previous Olympic trials. Um, what have the last couple of weeks looked like as, as you're coming off that performance, knowing that you have the world championships in now just a few weeks?
1: Really, really, really hard training. Um, Matt, Matt knows more about it, but some days like my heart rate just won't go up. It's so hard to, I don't know if any other swimmers have dealt with that, but no matter how hard I try, my heart rate won't go above like 28. Um, We were doing a sprint set off the blocks. We suited up and it was four 100s. The first one was broken 50 50. The next one was 35, swim the rest of the wall, then a 50 back end, then 25, swim easy, 50 back end, then 15, swim easy, 50 back end. Um, my first 50 back end was a 28. Um, so me like going as hard as I can sprinting next to Ruslan. Uh,
0: as a freestyle.
1: Yeah. Freestyle. I went 28. Uh, long course. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and then somehow I managed to go like 27 on my fourth one backstroke. So I officially went faster on my backstroke than I did freestyle. Um, But I'm just in a position where my body's broken down, mostly from lift. I was thrown right back in. Um, But no, I mean, it's, we're trying to build up so that I don't have a repeat of the Olympics. And I think a lot of that was, just mental and it being the first time. But there's obviously a physical aspect to it. I, I, I didn't expect to, I was all in for trials. I just wanted to make the final. Um, and now all of a sudden I have to back it up within, I think, two or three weeks and do it again on an international stage. So this time, I, I sort of, I don't want to say expected, but was hoping to make it. Um, obviously, the tapers were a little bit weird because it was called off and then brought back on. But no, I'm just in the grind right now, I'm trying to build up and hopefully represent the U.S. better than I did last time.
0: And so then moving forward, uh, I believe you guys have training camp in Croatia and then obviously world champs in Budapest. Um, You know, obviously you set the bar fairly high at trials, especially in those backstroke events. So I'm curious about, you know, if if you have specific goals heading into world champs and how you're going to chase those in, in these few weeks leading up
1: to Budapest. Um, I do have goals, goals that I cannot share with you because I know that if I say it and it doesn't happen, then your comment section will be brutal. <laughs> so, um, I, I do have goals. I just want to, I want to back it up. I'm not going for any certain times or places. I just want to at least sustain. So that is as much as I can say without getting torn up.
0: Smart, I. <laughs> it's very, very, smart, very strategic on your part. I can't fault you for it, um, <laughs> Hunter. It's it's always great talking to you, man. I really appreciate you taking yeah, thank the time you for to sit me. down and chat. Um, any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off?
1: Um. You don't have to add it, but I think it might be kind of fun. There are some big things coming, things that I cannot share at this time, but probably within the next week to two weeks, some big changes will be coming to surface, and I think everyone will be excited to see what those are.
0: You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week.